Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Will. And this is Thomas. We're back with a brand new episode of OK Boomer, the podcast. Those of you that have been following us online and uh, on various platforms, including our new audio podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please write us a nice five-star review, even if you don't mean it, just to help spread the word and share it with friends. Uh, we do appreciate it. And uh, this week, we are back with... Uh, more stuff. Uh, we're going to take a look at Silver Surfer issue 18, volume one. Uh, yep. And we've got a brand new uh, Kickstarter slash crowdfunder from uh, Fund My Comic. Florida Man versus Hogzilla. Uh, excuse me. And stuff we got in the mail. I got or nothing. Me. You got nothing? Oh, so it's all me. Okay. Yeah, it's all. Nope. It's all me. So I'm trying to go to a. I'm, I'm saving my money. I'm trying to go to a con next week. Oh yeah, that's right. So, from Blackness Comics, over in the UK, there was a a slight delay. That's being facetious. Uh, there was there was a delay uh, because of rising. Uh, Rising costs in shipping and uh, getting it printed correctly for like the U the U.S. size opposed to the U.K. size, which is like our magazine size. Why don't they just print it the U.K. size? I mean, hey, Helen, that Welcome. seems like it would have been just as easy, just regular U.K. size and ship it. That way, they wouldn't have had to set up two different printing presses. 
because uh, we didn't have they didn't have the uh, the UK size um, mailers like the Gemini mailers. Yeah, uh, they're not available over here. They're only available there. So they figured, you know, I don't know what the deal was, but uh, it's called uh, it's from Blackness Comics. It's called Tailless in Outer Space. I just got it in this this evening. It's a honking book. Yeah, it's a nice fat book. The the color is nice too. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. One second. Oh. Scroll up. You have been warned. There's the back cover. Blow yourself up. I can't see. I'm gonna blow myself up. Yeah. Oh, I did not that with last like, night in the bathroom. Not with explosives or anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> last night in the bathroom. <laughs> like, like breast breastus demons. Is, mm-hmm. It's like the ones off of uh, uh, Total Recall there. Or even that really bad Star Trek movie. it like a rabbit or something yeah something okay so some kind of an, a rabbit barbarian huh some kind of animal yeah uh this is the special collected edition of the adventures of Talus. uh there's an about this book section uh the proud contributions from wales special thanks pages to the to the backers I'm in there somewhere. Uh, flip. Uh, created, written, and illustrated by Aria Black. Uh, cover colors by Carlos Moreno. Uh, flatted and color assist by Mrs. Blackness. Uh, additional credits. Uh, Rob G. Price, uh, proofreading and edits. Uh, Rob is uh, from the UK. I think he resides in Germany now, and he uh, he's a teacher. And he has a book called Rat and Roll, or Rat and Roll. It's about two, two rats that come to New York seeking the American dream from the Statue of Liberty. That sounds actually kind of funny. Um. Graphic Goose did uh, graphics, 3D art, and animation, and uh, Comedy Mark wrote a mini comic that's in here. So, how many pages is it? Um, over 150. Good God! Yeah, that's a big old book. Um, the mini comics, Crash, the Gunslinger. The Abominable Yeti, A Forbidden Romance, Into the Siren Sneer, Not Daredevil slash Tailless Crossover. It's the uh, dynamite version of Daredevil, not the Marvel version of Daredevil. Like the blue and red. Oh, yeah, yeah. The old the old school Daredevil from yeah. the Golden Age. Yep. Uh, then there's a prologue. Then there's bonus material. The Evolution of Tailless. Uh, 
creating the cover. Some word that I can't pronounce. Necroman. It's just one long ass word that I can't pronounce. Uh, then Keshi Talis, uh, fan art, and the gallery starts at 146. And I got to take my glasses off so I can reach stuff. Uh, look out for pages featuring the Talis lightning bolt. These pages were added by reaching stretch goals through the crowdfunding campaign. That's cool. Huh. So he lets you know what, what he added to it. Yeah. And this is the uh, beginning of the first story. He did a crossover with uh, my friend Mike Jimmy from Life on Cora, where if you backed both of their campaigns at the time physically, uh, you got uh, a promo card from each campaign. And uh, from Mike Jimmy, you got a promo card that was a piece of promo art that he did of tail as a spaceship flying around the planet Korra, his, his IP. And you get like a poster of it too. Yeah. The color is really good. It looks like the really thick pages. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's the beginning. Like the next one, it's pretty good stuff. I'm like, I haven't read it cause I just got it in, but I like flip through art looks good yeah is the the yeti story what's the um flip don't do the cover. What's the regular next page? A couple uh, regular page look like. Just to see what kind of layouts he doing. There's a splash. Yeah, there's a splash. Oh, cool. So it's kind of like a broken up, almost like a like a splash, but it's divvied up. You can still see it. And a double splash. Oh, cool. You know, so everything. The only, the only thing that always gets me on those on the square bound books is you never can't quite get the center of it. So if there's any words, it's a pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the old classic Daredevil. Mm-hmm. With the damn boomerangs he throws at people. Yep. Oh, and uh, apparently uh, they're fighting a Nazi. Of course. Episode six. <laughs> Episode six. I like the uh, yeah. I like the the Star Star Wars reference there. That's funny. The Nazi they're fighting is Hans Cleaner. Hans Cleaner? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> then there's... <coughs> Kazuna. Nice space battle scene. 
Dude, he must love red. Mm -hmm. uh, in the bonus section, it's got it's a picture of Rob Price wearing a Robin mask. Did you say boner section? <laughs> Damn it. And there's a history of it, like where it all began and uh, very first tailless. How long has he been doing the uh, the tailless comics then? Um, well, he's been working on on stories and stuff for it for like a long time, but it was only like you know it'd be like one panel things that he would just like you know put up or whatever. Yeah, uh, here's some early tailless uh, where he looks more like a cat in this one and. Uh, apparently, he's fighting guys that think they're the biker mice from Mars. Oh, God, I remember that show. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's old. Biker mice from Mars. So are we. Oh, hush. And this is like the strange tailless, like the, the different variations he came out with. And, you know, As he was developing the character. Yeah. Rediscovering Tailless and uh, to where it came to be. There's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes and stuff like that that people don't ever see they, yeah. until the end. Another origin story, Jet and Adelaide, which are his two foxes. Uh, talking about other characters and some of the bad guys it has them in like you know police blotter kind of like photos and design stuff I used to love that from the like the Marvel uh, encyclopedias and the DC ones all the rest uh, small section on creating the cover talking about it and this is the word that I can't pronounce and there's an end after the O at the at the end of the word. Necronomic Tobercon. Yeah, something like that. And then there's like all these black and white skins. This is all like uh fan art. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask because it said they have fan art in it. So there's some of black and white. And then, remember the old muscle figures, the old wrestling muscle figures back from like the early 80s? The pink ones? Muscle yeah. Man? Oh my God, yes. Those so things are worth some, money. He did some, oh yeah, like a, a full bag of those. Like they used to have like the, the plastic bag with the cardboard over it on a, on a peg. Yeah. And it had like, you know, 50 little guys in it. Those things go for like 500 bucks sealed now. Yeah, like the original seal. Stupid money. He made a Keshi tailless. So it's like a Keshi figure. And yes, I have one. <laughs> Do you? Dang it. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff in there too. Um this the 
as he was still working and trying to finish the book with, you know, delays in the meantime with COVID and everything. Um, in October, he did a resolicitation for like merch for the book, uh, like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and an orange Keshi Tailis, which was uh, advertised as pumpkin spice tailless. <laughs> and I wanted to buy it so bad I didn't have any money. But oh that's kind of cool. I leave like, it in the bag. Leave it in the bag and it's got like the little like Japanese letters so it looks like a little import figure. Somebody I was talking to did a deal and ordered like 25 of them. He's got the book in a bag and a board on like a stand. Yeah. He's got, he's got all those figures like surrounding it. <laughs> um, I got this on the uh, Red Valkyrie uh, promotion that, you know, their version of, uh, well, they're, they've been around way more than I have, but uh, same thing I do. Like one of the shield streams, yeah. Um, but they had like a special, like fifty dollar package that had a whole bunch of stuff in it, uh, including this patch, which is uh, the tailless logo on his uniform. I'm sure, it's not the flash logo. Yeah, because uh, it's got a fat thing at the top, <laughs> and it's not the Shazam logo because it's not three three parts of it. So. Um, but I got this card and on the back, there's a scan me. Do I know what the scan me goes to? No, I do not because I haven't scanned it yet because I don't have a scanner on my phone. Um, what? I, I don't have a scanner on my phone. It doesn't do it automatically. Oh my God. Uh, this is a nice uh, Blackness Comics thank you letter to, for all the support. Then there's The Adventures of Talus. This is like a mini print. So it's like a, a nice sized card. And then there's a another scan on the back for that. I think that just brings you to uh, the, uh, the Blackness Comics website. Yeah, and I've got a nice fat pack of cards. And I think this pack was uh, for people that pre-signed up. You know, the that signed up for the pre-launch. Yeah. Um, and the back is just like little logo or something yeah there it is tailless logo uh and these are all done by different different artists um i think this one was done by uh preston acevedo focus that's pretty cool that art looks nice uh this one was done by max hedgeroom not hedgeroom Although yeah, I do have that mask. 
Yeah, uh, Max Headroom. Headroom. <laughs> I don't know what those red dots are towards the bottom of that girl. But, uh, you've been warned. And then this is one that Aria did himself. Just like a big blow up, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's even cooler, the figure has its own trading card. <laughs> you need to put that with the, the figure. And speaking of which, before we get to the figure, there were three... Uh, pin up like double page posters good god he sent a, do you think they sent enough oh i definitely got more than my money's worth i need this this uh i think these i think these posters were uh bonuses or boners whatever you want to call them uh a thank you for uh backing him uh backing him and having patience with him because it took him like almost a year to finish the book because of stuff going on and this is the nsfw one these are like pull out posters of of the trading cards yeah Whoops, let's hide her. Yeah, the demon chick on the bottom. <laughs> and the figure. And that. A bit, a bit, a bit. That's all, folks. Yeah, I, like I said, I haven't really gotten anything because I've got that con I'm going to try and go through next week. Mm -hmm. um, I got to look and go through the guest list and pull out pull out some books and see about maybe getting some stuff signed um but uh looks like it's gonna be pretty good i know sean's got a got another show coming up uh he is the uh guest artist at the con yeah so he's like an actual guest at the con and he did the artwork for the uh vendor badges oh cool in the passes like people that bought like you know weekend pass or whatever yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So now I can put my glasses back on. This is available over on Fund My Comic. Uh, <coughs> Florida Man versus Hogzilla. The art's really good. Yeah. Uh, 124 backers. Uh, raised in one month, $7,291. It only had a $500 uh, goal. There's only one day left on this. Really? Yeah. If I had known there was only one day left, I would have gotten something else. Um, let's, uh, these are usually available. Like af after the after funding, uh, you'd be able to just buy them like direct on their website too. So. Let's take a look at the trailer. <laughs> 
that brings back memories. Oh my god, yes. There is a creature in the swamps who has survived thousands of years of evolution. It lives Godzilla. A mindless eating machine. The beast they call Hogzilla. After his latest get rich scheme goes sideways, Gary Duba, the quintessential Florida man, ends up with a stash of somebody's high-end memorabilia. His gal Crystal is on probation and preparing for the fight of her life, squaring off against Australia's queen of combat. Delilah's got her back in training, staying off rich foods and the nose candy. Meanwhile, Gary and his best friend Floyd have been hired to wrangle a massive, abnormally aggressive feral hog that's terrorizing the swamp and wrecking Gary's old neighborhood. Can they bag the elusive monster swine without destroying the Sunshine State? Preserve your copy of Florida Man vs. Hogzilla, available on Fund My Comic. We're bringing back funny books, y'all. <laughs> okay, that art looked freaking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Auxilla coming. Okay, you can get a digital, you can get a digital copy of that book uh, for ten bucks. Uh, digital issues one through three. Oh, so it's been around for a little bit. Yeah, uh, but it's Mike Barron, so everybody keeps writing hit pieces against him. And for no reason, just because, you know, he's out on his own and, and not part of the mainstream anymore, so. What? Ne never mind, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Um, the Florida Man All Digital Bundle. All three issues of the limited series published in 2022 by American Mythology, along with the new Florida Man versus Hogzilla. So, uh, oh, it's by American Mythology. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. They, I buy stuff from them periodically. I'm have to look because they uh, always buy the Zorro books from them. Oh yeah. So this is the uh, Florida Man cover A. You'll be able to see for uh, better a little in a little bit, and this is cover B, uh, the Kill Bill version. Rogue, yep, the Kill Bill. I just watched that the other weekend too. Uh, and the the Miller cover, which is as you can see, <laughs> it's the vacation cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that book is uh. That's the physical copy. It's like twenty five dollars, which isn't bad because it's it's just as big as the uh, the one I was showing off tonight. Oh, sweet! Um, here is cover D by Pat Broderick. Bunkin hugs. And the reissue of Florida Man number one is also twenty five. Crystal's Kill Bill cover, which is uh, limited quantities. Uh, $50 for both of them together. Save on shipping. Uh, the Adam Miller and the uh, Pat Broderick covers are limited quantities. So the Matt Weldon cover, which is the cover A, the regular cover, yeah. uh, will be available afterwards. 
but there's a good chance that the, the Kill Bill homage, the vacation homage, and Pat Bradrick's uh, fucking pigzilla there. Well, we'll be gone. We'll be we'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can get an autograph bundle uh, from Mike Barron for fifty dollars. Um, beach party bundle. You get this print of Crystal holding their baby gator <laughs> over a fire pit. You get a Florida Man T-shirt. Uh, little cooler bag, koozie, uh, a tumbler, and a hat. And a very bright hat, yes. Um, Hogzilla four cover collector set, so you get all all covers for $75. Uh, that's the big savings. Since they're 25 bucks a piece, so you save $25. Yeah. You decide which one that you want to convince yourself that you got for free. <laughs> uh, this is a uh, retailer bundle. Uh, so retailers, $80 plus shipping. And you'll get uh, five copies of the book for $80. Stretch goals that are unlocked. Florida Man sticker with every shipment. That's unlocked. Crystal Beach, Florida postcard with every shipment. That's unlocked. Uh, coming up next, if they make it to the 25K, will be a Hogzilla vacation poster included with every shipment. And for $100, you can get a CGC 9.8 graded edition. I do like the art. Who was the, um, who, who did the art again? Um, this is, this is, oh, it's, it's actually not quite as big. It's eight pages though. Uh, that, this last one here, uh, I'm not sure what it was, but it was, it sold out, but it was a thousand dollars. Yeah. Probably original art or something. Yeah. There he is. Samurai sword alligator on his riding mower. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, Hello. That's the original trailer, opposed to the one we just saw. And that's it. Yep. It actually looks fun. Short and sweet. Um, and I'm trying, just trying to see if it says like the main artist. Oh, recommendation from Chuck Dixon. <laughs> Mike Barron has crafted a comic masterpiece. Unforgettable colorful cast. Sustained comedy gold on every page. Chuck Dixon. Uh, Eisner Award winning uh, Mike Bar author Mike Barron returns to the Sunshine State for another rotosly funny, heartfelt tale of the quintessential Florida man after becoming the number one selling comic at American Mythology Productions last year, Florida Man is back. And his misadventure is even crazier than before. Uh, of course, you know, saying stuff that he's known for. Um, numerous novels, several comic books, both Marvel, uh, DC, and beyond. Uh, like Flash, Punisher, Star Wars, of course, Nexus. 
uh, the groundbreaking science fiction indie comic he co-created with Steve Rude, and uh, also Badger. Yeah, Badger is pretty good. The uh, my friend that owns uh, my old LCS, uh, he sent him like fan art to Badger, and it, they actually published it like an issue eight. Oh, sweet! Oh, the artist is Matthew Weldon. Huh. Uh, thrilled Florida man fans with his with a series of variant covers from Mike Barron's Florida Man hit limited series at American Mythology, which was originally like a three issue floppy. And then they put it all together into uh, you know a graphic novel format. Yeah, I'll have to look and see if I can get the graphic novel. That's kind of looks good. Oh, yeah, that's that's a no brainer, yeah. Uh Matt Weldon is probably best known for his work at Antarctic Press comic series like A Punchline and Tomorrow Girl. But good stuff. Cool. All right. Ready? Oh, there it is. Boom. Okay. I had bring, bring back those 1968 prices, would you? Yeah, 15 cent. I had never read this. Actually, I think it's like 70, 71, maybe. But I had never read this. And it's one of the issues I've been wanting to read for a little while. So that's why I picked it out. Um, but the thing is, is I read the, I think it's in, it's called the like Marvel History of Comics or something like that. And they mm -hmm. talk about the evolution of Marvel Comics. And um, this is the like the first Silver Surfer story that Kirby does after he comes back from D.C., from his hiatus. Okay. When he's kind of pissed off. The fourth world, and, yeah. Yeah, from the fourth world. And I read in the book that it said that uh, Kirby had always wanted the Silver Surfer to be more like this. And Stan wanted him to be the more noble, like Space Knight that we get. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he he come on, and then Kirby writes and draws this issue. But sadly, it's the last issue, and it you know it ends on a damn cliffhanger. Well, it's kind of a good thing that Stan put him the way he did, especially at the beginning, because otherwise. FF might have been canceled right after they, <laughs> right after they got killed from the surfer. <laughs> the surfer shows up, yeah. You know, the exactly. surfer would have just like blasted the ultimate nullifier out of his hand into a million pieces. <laughs> but yeah, I, I read that and I was like, really? Um, I have to find the uh, the quote and actually send it over to you. But so I that's why I picked this one out. Uh, Silver Surfer 18, 15 cent. Silver Surfer fights alone against the unbeatable Inhumans. Um, yes. Somebody needs to quit messaging me. Oh, but yep. Silver Surfer to smash the Inhumans. Uh, does it have the... Yep, 1970 on here. So I thought it... Yep, I was right. <laughs> Uh, depending on what month of 1970, uh, wouldn't have mattered. I was still only just born a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so 
When I said script by Stan Lee in here, I read it was Kirby before. So that's, I'll have to look this up again. That might but, be a Bill Finger thing. It may be. I don't know. Because yeah. uh, this is not the normal Silver Surfer we read. Yeah. I mean, we've read, I mean, good God, we read the Silver Surfer and Mobius story. I picked mm -hmm. out a lot oh, of that. Great. Remember? And it was great. But the Silver Surfer was essentially, you know, like the savior of humanity. And mm -hmm. you read this story, he is not. Um, yeah. It's the <laughs> yeah, uh, Stan Lee, penciling by Jack Kirby. Herb Crim uh, Herb Trimpy is inking this, um, oh. which I thought is kind of a little, um, a little odd. But you know, I can see that. Um, Trimpy probably goes pretty good with with Kirby. They have a very mm -hmm. square style, both of them. Um, versus Sonat is is kind of eat. I won't say softens Kirby a little bit, but he does. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you got uh Sam Rosen's the lettering. So Sinat so so did great finishes on Sue Storm, though. Yes, Sinat so yes, uh, <laughs> was amazing. Um, there is a little thing here. So this is actually a direct follow-up to the last issue 17. After battling forces of shield last issue, the surfer plunged dizzily back to Earth, but now he finds upon his landing dangers more deadly than those he escaped so apparently he was fighting shield in space in the last issue which i haven't read and he goes back to earth and as soon as he shows up the freaking inhumans attacking and mm -hmm. i can't always remember their names but you know there he is you know what savage madness is this the intruder must die and uh they do they're they're just checking him out this is uh what's his name he says uh silver surfer is trying to out distance this guy and fly away from him of course he judges him full line i'm in the sky Ario. this is it um so we've got Ario who can fly the guy with the horse is uh stalor and the other guy with the tiger hands or does he have a horse or is he part horse he's part horse he's yeah. like a centaur yeah um, and they're just attacking the Silver Surfer. Um, this is cool though. Uh, uh, Ario knocks the hell out of the Surfer, and his surfboard actually comes back and saves him. But uh, it doesn't do a whole lot of good because Stylor hits him with a this damn wrecking ball. Um, and of course another one attacks him, but uh, Surfer just rolls away. The whole thing with this big fight as we read on, you find out is uh, these guys actually work for Maximus, which is Black Bolt's brother. And, the evil brother. Yeah, the evil brother. Of course, it's always the evil brother who wants wow. to actually rule, rule the damn um, Inhumans, but he can't because Black Bolt always defeats them. So yeah, and they've been, they've been cast out and it's this this is basically uh surfer finds himself in the middle of a battle for uh you know eternia because this yeah. is basically the plot of he-man yeah exactly uh, maximus is skeletor all these guys are the crappy henchmen <laughs> and then he-man is black bolt and all of his people are like his sidekicks or something yeah 
But the thing is, is Maximus, so um, his whole plan is he's going to, all his henchmen are going to attack the Silver Surfer. He knows they can't defeat him. Um, but he's hoping that they piss him off enough that he'll run into Black Bolt and the other Inhumans, the good guys, and kill them. And then kill them. And after they've killed each other, Maximus just shows up and he's going to pick up the damn pieces. <laughs> I do not remember the tree guy ever. Yeah. I know it's way before the character was created, but uh, I saw this and I'm like, what's Floronic Man doing in a Marvel book? <laughs> Floronic Man. Damn it. Yeah. And what's his, he says his name is, yeah, uh, Timberus. Boy, it's a really good name there. Not while Timberus controls the trees and shrubs that grow. Another hey. one, half man, half tree. It was the last issue of the book. Just make something up. We don't care. We don't even care if it sounds like some stupid name on a Flash TV show for the CW. It's the CW. Uh, but now it is kind of cool. So all the tree branches attack him. And <laughs> he says, uh, he Flash. Says, yeah, Flash. Well done, Timbrous. But what use is, is the fragile pebble wood against one who wields the power cosmic? Like, damn. Surfer pretty much just lays waste to him when he decides he's going to quit playing around. Uh, I need no trees to hurl in my behalf, for I am he who once was herald to Galactus. I am the Silver Surfer. <laughs> to me, you are less than insects, less than beasts. And they're faster. He can destroy us <laughs> with a gesture. And then he rips his damn uh, surfboard out of the, the trees. <laughs> Therefore, I shall remain on this. I sense that I've seen been fighting mere underlings. I shall remain in this forbidding land until I find the one who leads them all. So they've pissed him off enough. He's going to hang around. He, he's going to find out. Uh, he, Silver Surfer wants to speak to the manager. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. going to push his hair back. I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> You can't see it, but it's underneath all that silver shell. Yeah. <laughs> of course, here comes Maximus. Who, he he finally shows up. And then this is where we learn, actually, what we were talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I merely wished you to anger him. For one as powerful as he in a blind and furious range will serve the purpose of Maximus the Magnificent. Um, there is no way for the surfer to know that there are two groups of inhumans, each of whom are deadly enemies. We are the outsiders condemned to live in endless exile. While my brother, the accursed Black Bolt, rules the others within the nearby Great Refuge, at any moment now the surfer is sure to find the Great Refuge, and remembering our battle, he will strike at those he meets, thinking they are the followers of Maximus as well. And so they will destroy each other, leaving us to gather up the spoils, and Maximus will be the victor once again. I'm sorry, but that, that bottom panel with Maximus, he this looks one? like they, yeah, it looks like they forgot to put him out, uh, <laughs> and they gave him the colonoscopy anyway. <laughs> they gave him the colonoscopy anyway. The thing I was reading it is because he talks about the fact, and you're right that, and I don't know with the, we'd have to go back and look at history of Marvel Universe, but uh, Surfer doesn't know there's two two groups of it in humans at this yeah, time. Yeah, he doesn't know there's two factors. He just knows. Uh, they're humans. They're they're just the inhumans. That's all he knows. But then I was thinking when we did 48, 49, and 50, 
the FF, you remember like the Inhumans are actually like in 46 or something. They like, there's like a three part storyline. The Inhumans are actually in 48. So they're in the beginning of that book. And then Surfer mm -hmm. was at the end of it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So he flies over and finally he, he reaches the great refuge. Um, which this is kind of cool. That's a nice spread. Kirby always did beautiful spreads. Oh, yeah. Um, of course he flies in and they all sound the alarm because they don't know who the hell the silver surfer is. Um, and he's like, you know, this is evidence of a wise and ancient civilization. What can have occurred to make the race so hostile? So he literally comes in. He just thinks they're a bunch of damn heathens. Uh, but why? And, of course, Black Bolt flies by him. He says, uh, one soars to meet me, ordering me to land with a gesture. He has the look of one who was born to command. Every instinct tells me he is the leader. Since he approached me in peace, I will obey him. So Surfer's actually going to just land and talk to him, but Medusa and Karnak attack. And why the hell does she attack? I don't understand. But she wraps him up with her hair, and Karnak chops off a big old hunk of rock and throws at him. Um, and they do manage to knock out the Silver Surfer. But uh, he's not dead. Then uh, Trigon, uh, is it Trigon? What's his yeah. name? Or Trident. Oh, Trident. Trident. Uh, catches him there. Um, he says, why did you attack him? We sought only to protect the realm, Triton. We must be brought to Black Bolt at once. I fear our monarch will be sorely vexed. He wished uh, he had wished to welcome the surfer as honored guest. And then, you know, of course, Karnak is, you know, Medusa and I have been at fault. Black Bolt makes the gesture of, of reproach because he can't talk. Mm -hmm. um, we're at war with not the if you don't want to die yeah not if you yeah not if you don't want to kill everybody we're at war with the mad maximus seeing the silver surfer overhead we feared he had come to attack at your brother's command we did what you did in your behalf um black bolt the flagship of maximus has been sighted perhaps we were right first the surfer and now our deadliest foe of course while they're actually looking in the like view screen to see the 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 damn Maximus spaceship approach, Surfer mm -hmm. wakes up, and uh, of course when he wakes up, he is just dude, he's pissed off. Now it's the Surfer's turn to deal with you, and he pretty much just starts wiping the floor with them, inhuman or not. You are all madmen, <laughs> dude. Half, damn half inch page. Breaking up the damn comic book. Yeah. Uh, for ads. Uh, I read that they did, that that Stan did that, and uh, who was it in DC that did it? They did it to Adam's art. They really made mm. him mad. Um, but yeah, none, neither one of them can attack him. Now, with her hair being alive, do you think she feels pain when he freaking zaps the shit out of it? God, I hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, off balance, I have soared through meteor swarms and glade. He frees himself with one blast. Um, oh, God, I can't even remember what this guy's name is. Do you remember? Uh, um, with, the, with the big hoof feet. 
not Karnak. Oh, Karnak's the other guy. Karnak's the other guy. Yeah. Gorgon. Gorgon. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Gorgon hits the ground and actually topples over the Silver Surfer, and they all dogpile his ass. Another move, Surfer, and you're doomed. One chop of Karnak's hand can split twain a boulder. Wait, leave the Surfer. Maximus has reached... Our first line of defense, even now, his flying dreadnought dares to be overhead. Black most, but not, must not face him himself. So Black, while they're fighting the surfer, Black Bolt leaves to go fight his brother. And, of course, Maximus discovers that the Silver Surfer and Black Bolt have not killed each other. Uh, and so they open fire, and at this time, the surfer just kind of calls for his... Uh, his surfboard, but it's gone, or not gone, it won't return to him. So he goes hunting for it, and it's in Lockjaw's damn mouth. Oh, yeah. I was uh, like, whoa. Yeah, he's holding it. He's actually chomped on it, and the damn board won't come. Uh, which shows you how strong Lockjaw actually is. Held like a toy within that There's mouth. a reason. <laughs> he's, he's called, called Lockjaw. Lockjaw. <laughs> exactly. Uh, try as I may, I cannot pry it loose. So he's really clamped. I have no wish to harm a simple beast, but the board is mine and must be mine. So it will be forever. So he actually like does a double cosmic power blast on the ground, which makes Lockjaw let go of it. Um, and then with the board free, he just flies away. And, of course, as he flies away, now they start shooting at his ass. The surfers escape. He's flying upward into the line of fire. He, he joins the murderous Maximus, but it's too late. Uh, no, he's just trying to get the hell away. They even hit the ship. Uh, and finally, the surfer just, you know, what is it about the planet Earth that makes savages of all who inhabit it? Whether human or inhuman, it makes no difference. It is as though they are born to battle into violence. You know, another attacks me. Max is gone, but the flying spy remains. And Surfer just starts laying waste to these people. Black Bolt, the Silent King. <laughs> he he just, dude, he flies so fast, it leaves Black Bolt's ass in the dust. <laughs> and, of course, now he comes to a stop way away from the damn the inhumans too long have i displayed restraint too long have i refused to flaunt my power now my soul is aflame with burning rage in a world of madness i have tried to practice reason but all i won was hatred and everlasting strife so i'll have done with reason and love or mercy to men they're only words to be uttered and ignored <laughs> yeah since a fiendish fate has trapped me here with a hostile race in a night in my world i'll forget my heritage Blot out my space-born ethic. No longer will I resist their earthly madness. No longer. Uh, mine is a lonely voice pleading strife, uh, peace in a world of strife. From this time forth, the Silver Surfer will battle them on their own savage terms. Let mankind beware. From this time forth, the Surfer will be the deadliest one of all. So, I guess there was going to be another episode or issue, and they canceled it. Yeah. The savagely next, the savagely sensational new Silver Surfer. <laughs> now, just imagine back in 1970, this is the last page of the book, and you're like, "This is awesome!" 
Yeah. I mean, because he's... And because there was no internet for another 40 years, uh, <laughs> you've been looking for issue 19 of Silver Surfer your entire Forever. life. <laughs> for your entire damn life. Just to find out tonight that it doesn't exist. It, no, it doesn't. I don't even know what the next follow-up Silver Surfer story is after this, chronologically. Um I've got a Marvel Masterworks Silver Surfer. I don't know if I've got the second one or not that has them all uh, reprinted in it. But mm -hmm. if it, yeah, I might have to look later on to try and dig it out and see where they go after 19. But I know it just stops. But, um, and the thing is, is they did, sh I don't say crap like this all the time back in the 70s and 60s. Um, have you ever read... Uh, Captain America 112. I take that as a no. Um, I might have read it like, you know, in reprint stuff, but. Okay, so the reason I bring it up, talking about stuff that you don't, you know, we, we don't know, we know now, but they didn't know back then. You read this and you're like, man, I can't wait for the next issue. And. Captain America 112 is the same damn way because Steranko did uh, 110, 111, and 113, okay? 113 wasn't ready to go to print because he wasn't finished with it. That's the, the Cap Kills Himself storyline. Mm -hmm. And on the end of, at the end of that issue uh, 111, Cap drives the damn motorcycle off the, de uh, the dock and supposedly drowns. He dies. And so you're waiting for the next issue. And then the next issue is like, is a fill-in issue that just talks about the history of Cap. You literally don't know if he made it or not for a freaking 30 days. And then the storyline picks up the next issue after that. It's the same thing. What a beast. Oh, beast. Dude, it's, I, I read it. It's a good issue. I think Kirby actually does the art in it, too. But I'm like, damn, dude. You go from 111 with Cap driving his damn motorcycle off the dock and dying to now this is the damn fill-in story. What yeah. is that? All right, let me see if I can Google this because now, now I'm thinking about it. Next, next appearance... Of Haley's Comet. No, not that. <laughs> Silver Surfer in chronological order. Appearances. Silver Surfer. Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, Black Issue. Defenders, King in Black. Uh, oh my God. Am I going to go all the way to the bottom? Probably. Probably, yeah. Dude, there's a lot of damn appearances of Silver Surfer on this page. Yeah, so Silver Surfer, 
2, 8, 13, 16. All right, so 17 is the, that's the, that. Then it goes from uh, 17, then it, then he appears in Thor 178, which is Lee and Bushima's uh, recap Silver Surfer Volume 1, Number 12, Fight with Abomination. Then Silver Surfer 18, um, Silver Surfer versus the Inhumans. The next appearance of Silver Surfer is in Submariner issue 34. Um, oh crap, dude. The next appearance of Silver Surfer after this, that complete this completely changes damn direction. Somebody was really pissed off because Silver Sur Submariner 34 and 35 are the next two appearances of Silver Surfer. They're both by Thomas and Bushima. And uh, it's Roy Thomas and Sal Bushima, not John Bushima. Mm -hmm. But 34 and 35 is the Defenders tryout issue. Um, so it's, um, of course, it's Hulk, Silver Surfer, and Namor in those books. And they become, uh, they become the, the defenders. defenders. Yes. Um, and then it's Thor. Thor 192, 93, FF 116, um, uh, Marvel feature number one, Origin of the Defenders, then FF 121, 22, and 23. That's that Galactus storyline, and then Defenders 2. Um, Search for the Silver Surfer. Uh, FF 128, Defenders 3. Yep, see, there is no damn Silver Surfer 19. They literally change from this savage approach to now he's going to be a hero again and he's going to work with the Submariner and um, Hulk to start the Defenders. Completely different. Mm. That's whack, yo. Hey, it was a good, it's a good book. I'd never read it, but yes, oh, yeah. it's, it's a completely different take well, on the character. I finished reading it last night and I'm like, wow, that story was really good. Yeah. I mean, and it's a fast read too, but it's mm -hmm. one giant, it's one giant ass fight people. Yeah. Um, I know we're doing both uh, online YouTube and, and uh, podcast where you can't see it, but it is just one giant ass fight. I mean, he fights everybody. And the whole last page where he he does, he flies away and he's mad. And then it's almost like he's sad here at the very bottom when he's holding the board. And then mm. he just, the, the more he thinks about it, the madder he gets. And then, you know, of course, the last page, you know, the, the deadliest one of them all. Um, where we would have roid rage, you know, because it hurts to sit down on roids. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> He's got cosmic rage, which He's is got, way worse. Way worse. <laughs> way worse. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm gonna have to find that link for you because uh, where I was reading where it said Kirby, Kirby wanted the Silver Surfer to be more like that though. Yeah, uh, comparing Kirby's notes to the script. Mm, yeah, failure to communicate part three. Kirby. 
Oh, God, just a lot of words here. Good Lord. Yeah, after several issues, things were looking bleak for the surfer mag. According to John Bashima in an interview in our 18th interview, Sand told him he didn't know what to do with the book anymore. He had lost the direction of the character. The direction of the surfer had always been with his creator. Uh, the surfer had always been with his creator, Jack Kirby, and Stan would now call upon him to help fix. It is evident from this example that although the Kirby-Lee books were a collaborative effort, it was Kirby who brought the driving force behind the team. Without Kirby, the books he and Lee pioneered were mediocre at best. It was also interesting to note that after Kirby left Marvel, Lee lasted for about two years on the Lee-Kirby books, about the same time it took him to run out of ideas on the Surfer Mag. It was decided Herb Trimp would draw the book after inking a lead story penciled by Jack. This is why the last issue, number 18, sports a cover by Trimp and not Kirby. I didn't even notice that. One would think a, think a Kirby cover would have attracted more readers. The book was to be retitled The Savage Silver Surfer with 19 for the record. The decision to terminate before the Trimpy stories appeared was based on earlier sales, not on Jack's one issue. The fact that Jack didn't want to have anything to do with the book, it was ironically insulting and irritating him to be called upon to help save the surfer this time. Jack knew he would be leaving Marvel soon and that this story would probably be one of his last. The last two pages of the story may therefore be very prophetic. The silver surfer was fed up with man and Jack was fed up with Marvel. Before he left his creation, they both shared a catharsis with this issue. Surfer was alone. Stan refused to let anyone else use the character for a long time. Others would eventually write the Surfer into guest appearances in various books, but there would be no more Surfer stories, no more inspiration. The Surfer would remain in creative limbo while his soul was working at another company. Um, yeah, so that's from, it looks like it was from, uh, uh, tomorrow's, uh, publication, you know, alter ego or something. Yeah. But the, uh, um, I thought it was after he come back. So it's right before he left. But the thing with that is, is I, I know Lee kept the surfer for himself for a long time. Sure. And I really enjoy the early issues of the series um i don't know why it tailed off so hold on one second okay so where's my food in the fridge no it's right on the counter i didn't want to get okay all right all right love you she's flying out sorry about that oh, um so i was thinking for next week I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Thomas and give you a choice. Oh God. Uh choice one is to do two books a week for the next four weeks. But that those books are the eight books in the run of the infamous Daredevil story from Frank Miller. Tell me, Born Again? Born Again. I can read Born Again every day, so, I mean, <laughs> that's not that's not a real hard choice, but, yeah, what, what was the or, other? What was the other thing? Or 
Golden Age 1954 story book from Superior Comics, pre-comic code authority horror, Strange Mysteries number 14. What's special about Strange Mysteries number 14? Uh, it's pre-comic code, so it's there's, there's a there's a good 70% chance that uh, this is good. And it would be uh, Hmm. Script writer John Martin, publisher, blah, blah. Oh, I'm trying to see what, what a. <coughs> well, we did, uh, we did some. Oh, have you got some interior pages there? Yeah, I think so. What's the interior art look like? Oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of a repeat of the cover. Mm-hmm. Hell, we can do both of them. I don't care. We'll do that one, and then we'll do Born Again after that. Okay. I mean, I, I've read Born Again. I don't know how many times. It's been a while since oh, I've read it. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 been a, it's been like a good like 10 years since I read Born Again. Yeah. So yeah, we'd do that one next week. Uh strange uh the strange adventures there, and then week after that we'll do born again. Okie dokie. But yeah, cool. All right, man. I'll get the I'll see if I can hunt down a copy of that and then we'll go from there. Awesome. So we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in and uh spread the word. It's close. It's it's not safe for work. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure next week's going to be not safe for work too. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a good night. Uh, and read a comic or two or eight. Oh, that's the following week. Okay.